Hello, my name is Judith Devlin. I teach in the School of History and Archives and work on Russian history. Um, and today what I want to talk about is Stalin uh, and ask the question, why are people so interested in Stalin and his personality? And I think along with Hitler, he's one of the two dominant personalities of the first half of the 20th century, uh, architect not only, according to some at least, of the great Soviet victory in the Second World War, but more uh, essentially the man associated with the terror. And as people probably know, uh, the Soviet Union was covered uh, with the Gulag, a system of concentration camps, uh, initially started by Lenin, but vastly developed under Stalin. And into them uh, went not only ordinary farmers and peasants, uh, writers, intellectuals, musicians, uh, people who actually, uh, and mistakenly perhaps, uh, sat down on a newspaper photograph of Stalin, and that was taken as Les Majesté. So a man who's often seen as a paranoid, uh, crazy man, uh, who was able to control uh, a continental country, a country, the biggest country in the world in terms of its expanse, uh, a country which spreads across 11 time zones, many nationalities, many different people, ethnic groups within it, uh, and one of the greatest countries in terms of simply physical mass. And you think, how could... Uh, a country, how could a society and how could such a large country be in the thrall of one individual? Um, and I think that's partly uh, why people are so interested. One man apparently having vast power, a man furthermore with this clearly pathological uh, personality. Um, now it's true that uh, Stalin... Uh, was pathological, I think, uh, when one looks at some of the archival material, you see this increasingly suspicious individual who was perfectly happy to succumb uh, to conspiracy theories, who mistrusted friends, colleagues, even his intimate family. Many of his in-laws uh, and family ended up uh, in the gulag too. Uh, so yes, he was uh, a very difficult, very problematic personality. But it's obviously far too simple just to uh, ascribe all the events in the Soviet Union to one individual. Um, and it would not have been possible, I think, for just a man who was merely a madman uh, to run this country and to control it. So clearly, uh, Stalin uh, had abilities and capacities uh, and ideas that spoke to his times and generation, uh, as well as the difficult personality. When he was coming to power, uh, when he managed to outmaneuver such shining personalities of the revolution as Trotsky uh, in the 1920s, uh, and became the preeminent uh, politician of his day and the leader of the party and thus of the country at the end of the 1920s, he did it not because he seemed to anybody pathological. To most people, he seemed affable, sensible, shrewd, modest, all, in all of which, of course, he contrasted with the arrogant, talented, uh, but wayward Trotsky. So he initially, at least, was certainly able to cover up the more problematic sides of his personality. Um, so then, was he addicted to violence, to bloodshed, or is that just part of a general Russian pathology? Again, obviously, a hopelessly oversimplified uh, question. I think one thing to bear in mind when we're trying to explain the terror and Stalin's involvement in it in the 19, later, 19, 1937 especially, the great year of the terror, we have to go back to what happened quite early on in his leadership. And that was the decision to collectivise agriculture. Uh, the revolution had taken place in the wrong country, uh, not in industrialised Germany, as Marxist theory uh, would have predicted, uh, but in the most backward of all of Europe's countries, indeed, a uh, large part of North Asia, uh, in what was the Russian Empire. 
um, where the vast majority of the population were, of course, rural. Um, and so the modern theory uh, had to take root in very unpropitious soil, and unsuitable soil. And for the early Soviet leaders, the question was, how do we make socialism develop? How do we get a support base? And how do we um, uh, defend the revolution against its external enemies? And for this, all of this, they thought industrialization is the key. We've got to modernize this society. Uh, we don't have. We would be supported by the working classes if there were any working classes, but there are no working classes, so let's create them. Uh, and if we have an industrial economy, we will do two things at once. We will lay the foundations of socialism. We will legitimise our rule because the majority will be the working class. And of course, they will, educated as they now will be, politically, um, socially modernised. They will support us. Uh, and furthermore, we'll be able to defend the revolution. We will have the arms, the economy that enable us to sustain uh, the socialist regime against its external enemies. So Stalin swings over to the idea of industrialising and to sustain the industrial, modern industrial drive, uh, he needs to be able to provide food for the new cities uh, and to that end they go in for collectivisation. I don't think that Stalin anticipated what would follow. I don't think he anticipated the level of force and violence that was going to be necessary to apply systematically and across the board uh, with collectivisation. Um, the peasants resisted en masse, um, and that set up a dynamic uh, which engendered a virtual civil war in the countryside. It split the party. There was clearly quite um, resentment at middle levels, bottom levels in the party. Uh, many of the former Trotskyites uh, said, we always said this would happen, that Stalin would be a disaster. So Stalin was faced, forced onto the back foot. It seems his wife, his young wife, uh, committed suicide, leaving a note in which she blamed Stalin for the horrors associated with collectivization. Collectivization resulted in miseries, not only because the state uh, applied force and coerced the peasants into the collective farms, but also because uh, it ultimately generated a famine in which up to three and a half to four million peasants died. They were left to starve to death. Um, this was, I think, not... Uh, although in Ukraine nowadays they refer to the Holodomor, a policy of deliberate genocide um, practised by Stalin and the Politburo. This, I think, in the view of most historians working uh, abroad, is, is not true. It's not an exact way of doing it. The uh, famine was certainly partly... The state was in many ways to blame for it. Uh, but it wasn't a deliberate design. And, of course, it wasn't confined just to the Ukraine. But it was a disaster for Stalin's standing. It made him realise that he was deeply, deeply unpopular, both within the vast majority of the Russian population, who were either rural or had migrated to the new cities, anybody with links with the countryside. It had split the party intelligentsia and the party as a whole. And he knew thereafter that he was a man who would stand accused of having perpetrated great crimes. So thereafter, I think, Stalin was careful to cultivate his image but he deeply distrusted the world around him. He indeed had many reports coming from his own uh, security apparatus, which told him, broadly speaking, how unpopular he was. Um, and this is all part of the context for the terror um, and helps to explain uh, why it was generated. 
So, yes, people abroad are interested in Stalin and his personality, but, of course, in terms of explaining what happened and the horrors and peculiarities, if you like, of Soviet modernization in the 1930s and of Stalinism as a whole, we have to look beyond the individual uh, to society. And perhaps, in conclusion, to remember... Uh, something that surprised me when I talked to veterans of the Stalin era, including people who were actually dissidents in, in the kind of late Soviet period. As young people, they remembered going on parades under Stalin, carrying banners, and thinking that they were part of a new heroic generation that were creating a new kind of society. Stalin spoke to some of his generation, both within the party and without, and if he hadn't managed to do that, he probably wouldn't have really managed to hold on to power either.